You're listening to the Coach T Podcast hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. I am Isaiah Thomas, the host of this great podcast. And I got a special guest in, hailing all the way from Potterville, Michigan. Ah, the little the little town just west of Grand Ledge. Uh, south and west, south, maybe south, south and west, <laughs> south, south. M one hundred by way of M one hundred. There by we go. M one hundred. Head coach of the Leslie Blackhawks, Mister Tucker Serbrook. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, doing great, Isaiah. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm glad to have you. I, I, I'm going to talk a little bit briefly about how me and Tucker got to know each other. It was 1998. It was a balmy 75, 80 degrees at Lansing Eastern, the freestyle tournament. And we were wrestling against each other. And I ended up getting the best of Tucker in that match. And uh, from there, we've always been around each other through freestyle mostly because you're the school you wrestled at. Um, we didn't wrestle the same opponents per se, but we were at a lot of the same tournaments with uh, freestyle and Greco and everything else. So yep. that, that's our connection. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that briefly. Tell me about your your beginning in wrestling, your youth all the way to your college competitive career? So, I mean, I didn't really have much of a youth uh, career. Um, I started out just by kind of watching my brother, my younger two brothers, both started out when they were pretty young. And I was into this thing that they call basketball. (laughs) And and, uh, so I kind of stuck with that for quite a while. And, uh, you know, I would go and watch my brothers compete and, uh, you know, I, I kind of got pushed into the sport a little bit, uh, just through them competing. And then, um, I don't know if you remember Ron glass. Yes. Yes. The gla- the famous glass twins. Yeah. So Ian glass and max glass, uh, I kind of grew up with mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Ian glass and I were really good buddies growing up. And he would always say, you just got to come out and try it. Just come and wrestle. You'll be good at it. It'll be, you know, it's for you. He's like, quit basketball and do this. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. So finally, my eighth grade year came around, seventh or eighth grade. And uh, no, it was eighth grade. And uh, I said, you know, I'll give it a shot. Why not? So I did middle school wrestling at Potterville. And uh, it was, you know, middle school wrestling is much different than your, uh, your my way and your, you know, your freestyle circuit that we have. Um, and that was, you know, kind of like a good thing for me because it was, you know, an easy schedule. Um, I had success early. So I was like, you know, I think I could do this. And uh, then I started that freestyle. Uh, that's that spring, summer, spring. And, uh, that's where you and I kind of, you know, <laughs> linked up and, and our, our relationship began. And, uh, I was just learning how, you know, the sport worked and the highs and lows of, of wrestling, especially as I entered that, uh, that freestyle season. Um, gosh, I don't, I don't even know if I won a match that day that you and I, um, first met. <laughs> yeah, um, I will have to go through the archives there. I do remember that um, your brother was, uh, I think, Zach. Zach is my youngest brother. Yeah. And then Parker is my middle yep. brother. Yeah. Um, just them sitting Matt side and, and your mom. And it, it's it, it, we got to I, I hate to pause you there, but I think back to back in those days, you couldn't coach from the sideline, like no. from uh, the peewee all the way up to schoolboy. So the coaches had to sit there 
watch you wrestle, make your mistakes, and then in between the match, in between the um, areas, they're able to uh, talk and kind of um, give some strategies, some feedback. But um, what a strange world 20-plus years ago. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> how, how the sport is, has changed and evolved and, you know, for obviously for the better. Um, yes. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of like the, uh, the start for, uh, for me. Uh, so probably later than most eighth grade. Um, and then as I, as I continued on my freshman year, um, I really enjoyed wrestling. I did. And I just, when it came down to it, once you get to high school, you got to start making some tough choices, you know? So basketball and wrestling season fell during the same, um, season during the winter. And I actually chose basketball my freshman year. Wow. And if you could ever go back, you know, people always say, if I could go back and do things differently, well, there's where I'd probably start right there. Mm-hmm. Um, no question. Um, so I played basketball my freshman year. And as soon as basketball was done, you know, our freestyle and, and, and Greco uh, wrestling started. And, uh, so I, you know, through Potterville, I did my, uh, freestyle and Greco wrestling, but I also started dabbling in with, uh, CCWC. And I know you're yep. very familiar with that Shane oh, yes. Sale and, and, and those guys up there. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. And so, you know, I'd go up there from time to time and, and train with those guys. And, and, uh, you know, I did the, uh, the freestyle circuit my freshman year. And then that's when I kind of decided, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to hang up the, uh, <laughs> the basketball dream and i'm gonna start going through uh and navigating my my wrestling career mm-hmm. um and I, you know i i look back and it's like that's the greatest thing that i you know have ever decided to do um just because i mean as, as you all know the the relationships and the people that you surround yourself with with you know in the sport of wrestling is a second to none and uh you know i've been very fortunate to uh you know, be around some, some wonderful people and, and make some great relationships along the way. So, um, so yeah, then, you know, I wrestled, uh, you know, my sophomore through my senior year of, of high school and I was a two time state qualifier, one time placer. I placed my, my senior year, um, you know, and I, uh, you know, I consider that to be a great feat for me, especially coming from a smaller, you know, school and where, you know, resources aren't necessarily as prevalent, um, you know, outside of, you know, my mom carting us around going, you know, to, you know, <laughs> Capital City, you know, going to, you know, Olivet College wrestling camps and, and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just me being, you know, a, uh, a, a young kid at the time, but I didn't think or know. You know, we didn't really have the internet, right? Like, what camps were really out there outside of you know what Olivet College really offered, um, and uh, you know, like Michigan State and and stuff like that, just because it was local. Um, so I wasn't really able to get out and and get to uh, you know experience some of the things that the kids that I'm currently coaching and uh, have coached are experiencing. You know, to help them get to that next level, right? Um, but uh, I look back and I'm like, man, that would have been pretty neat. But, <laughs> you know, w- during my senior year uh, to bridge the gap between being a high school wrestler and a, uh, a college athlete, I, uh, I actually wrestled on Team Michigan 
and uh, went to Fargo and did the training camps and, and, and all of that. And really I had only dabbled in Greco a little bit and, but I had qualified for both styles. So I went out and competed, you know, in in uh, Fargo and both styles won some matches was, you know, pretty successful for being someone so new to the sport. When you consider all, you know, all the other guys that you're really competing against at that high level, right. they probably, they probably got a number of years on me. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I was picking things up pretty quickly. And again, like I said, that you compete with those guys at the high level. So those training camps really, really helped me a ton. Um, it was fantastic. I remember we were at uh, Adrian College doing our uh, end of camp uh, grind match. It's the uh, we had an hour long grind match, you know. And um, <laughs> I remember those days. TC Dantzler was one of the guys that was there, and he, you know, obviously was a very successful uh, international wrestler for uh, yep. the U.S. team. Steve Frazier and all those guys were there. Um, but I remember we were kind of like trading off partners halfway you know halfway through you know 45 minutes in and with about 10 minutes to go i end up going with tc dantzler and i just remember just like not not even being able to get to the guy's legs like ever like he moved <laughs> so fat like i was just like man like this is this is the level that you're trying to you know to get to and this is, you know, where you currently are. So it was very eye-opening to me that there was still a lot of work to do. And obviously, you can't really compare yourself, you know, as a high school kid to a grown man. Mm-hmm. You know, who's at that level at that time? But right. um, it was like that moment in time was very motivating to me because I was like, all right, you know, if I'm going to be a college athlete, um, I've got I've got some work to do and I've got to put in some time. Um, so after my high school career kind of wrapped up and, and Fargo was, you know, closed, I had made the decision to to go to Olivet College and, and wrestle for uh, Todd Hibbs, um, ah. and uh, man, that was um, that was awesome. Uh, it was a great time. I uh, you know dealt with some injuries here and there. I tore my ACL, and uh, that kind of held me out for quite a while, just trying to recover. And you know, the, the sport of wrestling does not give much grace to, uh, to knees and shoulders. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that is true. It's interesting you bring up uh, Todd Hibbs, who, um, the first time I met him, he was actually an announcer for Michigan State Wrestling. Um, yep. This yep. is going to date me some, but I remember <laughs> as a kid going to those wrestling matches back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and then he uh, took over at Olivet, and then he went to restart the program at Alma, um, yep. Yep. So, uh, great, great wrestling guy. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's actually down at Hiram down in Ohio now. Hmm. And, uh, he's the athletic director down there and he's doing great things with, uh, the athletic department and the, uh, the wrestling program down there with, uh, I believe Andy Vogel's the head coach there now. Oh, okay. So um, nice little connection there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I wrestled there for, uh, for four years and, um, got my degree from Olivet and, uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, nothing real, uh, stellar about my, you know, my career. I was, you know, right around, uh, just over 500 at Olivet and, uh, I learned so much, you know, and, and for me, it wasn't about the wins and losses, you know, it was about being part of something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think now even more, 
you know, with uh, the world that we live in, kids are looking for that, you know, <laughs> to be a part of something bigger than themselves and Correct. just just finding uh, a place where they have a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it wasn't so much like what I was looking for necessarily, um, but what I felt and uh, just being able to know what some of these kids are, are looking for. I think that kind of helps me, uh, you know, as a coach now. Um, but uh, as, uh, as I wrapped up there, I did my student teaching at, uh, at East Jackson. And this is kind of where my coaching career begins. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it, was, it was interesting because I, I went to East Jackson to do my student teaching. And, you know, there, everyone's always interested in the student teacher. You know, hey, what do you do? You know, what college did you go to? You know, oh, yeah. did, you, did you compete, you know, in any, any sports athletically? And, you know, you're like, well, I played, you know, football, you know, in high school, I wrestled, um, you know, I dabbled in uh, basketball for a little bit. Um, and they're like, well, what'd you do in college? And I was like, well, I wrestled in college. And so then the principal catches wind of that. And he's like, well, our wrestling coach just left and we're in need of a wrestling coach. And me at the time, I was like, nope can't do that i want to (laughs) i I just want to focus on finishing up my degree Mm -hmm. and and getting getting into the you know the workforce get a teaching job right and at that point in time um teaching jobs are hard to come by right around 2008 so 2007 2008 2009 it was it was a hard market and uh so I finished my student teaching and I was getting pressed every, you know, almost every week. Hey, what do you think about that wrestling job? What do you think? Um, so I went back and I was talking, you know, obviously to, to coach Hibbs and um, some of my, my other teammates, my family, of course. And uh, they're like, just, you should just do it. Like, what are you going to do after, you know, there's no teaching jobs right now. Like right. Just, just get, you know, get in, get your foot in the door and give it a shot. Um, so, eventually I kind of accepted that position and I was like, all right, you know, so here I am, you know, 25 years old, I'm going to, you know, be a head coach. Not even, that's my first job is just, you're thrown into the fire as a head coach. Uh Um, and I'm telling you what, like you learn a lot when you're doing it, (laughs) you know, like flying by the seat of your pants. Right. Um, I leaned on a lot of people from, you know, coaches from other programs, uh, Steve Velchek, Todd Anderson, because uh, I was coaching in the Cascades Conference, which right. is a pretty, uh, pretty good small school uh, wrestling conference. Right. Um, and, you know, I, you know, all the paperwork, I was just like uh, blown away. You know, like, <laughs> like, this is what you have to do. Um, right. I was more into the, you know, coming out of college, like, let's train hard. Let's do, you know you know, everything as hard as we can, you know, three hour practice and boy, oh boy, you know, have I ever changed and evolved (laughs) from, you know, from start to where I currently am. But, um, that year was actually like mind boggling to me because we had probably like 35 kids on our team and yes, at a small school like that, it was unbelievable. Um, but I have to give kudos to um, Josh Cunningham, who was the head coach prior to uh, me taking over that program. He was a tremendous recruiter. Um, 
and still is. He's down at Gull Lake, and I don't know if you've seen that clip of Boudreaux Camp uh-huh. where, where Josh Cunningham is the first one off that charter bus, and then all of those Gull Lake kids just keep coming and keep coming, and then the, <laughs> the rest of their coaching staff is like the last one off the bus. And I kid you not, I didn't go back and count, but there was probably 40 to 50 kids on that bus. Right. You know, and it's no surprise to me, you know, Josh Cunningham's there and he's got a, his hand in the program somehow, but you know, he's recruiting the kids. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, I mean, we had a, we had a ton of, uh, we had a ton of kids and they, they all worked hard and they kind of like just bought in. And I don't know if it was because I was like the young, like cool guy right. or, you know, if they were just like something special could happen. Um, but you know, we were, we were decent. We, uh, we lost to Manchester and Addison in the league that, that year, um, and took third in the league. And then we ended up, um, losing to Manchester in the, in the districts. So, I mean, but there's, you know, I told the kids, I was like, there's no shame in that. Like Manchester is a perennial powerhouse, um, in division four. And we ended up getting some qualifiers, uh, that year. We had three state qualifiers that year. And, uh, I was just blown away. Uh, so we built on that, you know, we did, uh, a summer camp, went to camp and I, you know, was like, Hey, let's get this thing going. And I didn't coach football at the time. So we're entering, you know, year two and I've got some kids that are, are hungry and, and ready to get after it. And we, we actually were in division three, my first year. And then we dropped to division four, um, that can't be right. No, we were in division four both years. Um, but that second year we ended up getting three, three more qualifiers again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we had two plays and looking back, that's, um, kind of been East Jackson's, uh, you know, MO is getting, you know, get a few, pl- uh, qualifiers and then you, you get a placer on the podium, you know, so getting two that year was kind of a big deal. Um, we had one finish in fourth place and then one finish in sixth. He did the semi slide. Um, and the unique thing about that kid was he actually had torn his ACL at the district tournament. Wow. And, uh, his mom was like, yeah, we'll just get him a brace and we'll see what he can do. And, uh, (laughs) so we just did, you know, get, get to top four default, you know, get to, you know, so because at that point, it's about surviving and advancing. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I was trying, to, you know, to portray to that to that young man. And he was he was all about it. Um, you know, he knew he was pretty talented, and uh, he, uh, you know, back then I don't know that the draw the draw, you know you see you place and then you wait for that draw to come out because there was right. that formula, right? Yeah. Um, and track wrestling probably what hadn't emerged as being as uh, as quick. You know, and uh, <laughs> as it is now, uh, right. where, where brackets are posted merely the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I told him, though, I was like, you know, if you get the one seed from, you know, this this region, you're golden. And uh, I was just blowing smoke, you know, just like. <laughs> I think we and, all take our turns doing doing that. Um, <laughs> 100%. 100%. Get those confidence for those kids. So after East Jackson, you go to Olivet, you're a grad assistant with uh, head coach Brandon Breeset, who is a Bay City Western alum, where I did my coaching the past 10 years. And 
Uh, Brandon did uh, several of our champ camps that I had up there. Very good guy. You go from there, and then how do you end up in Leslie? Well, so after after I did my uh, my year with Brandon at Olivet as a GA, um, I actually went down to Virginia. And uh, my sister lived down there. And like I was saying earlier, like teaching jobs were just hard to come by in the state of Michigan. Um, so I moved down to Fairfax County in, uh, in Virginia, which is one of the largest school districts um, in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's like 28 or 30 high schools in that county. Wow. Um, so I ended up getting a teaching job at Westfield High School, uh, teaching phys ed. At- um, and I, was, I joined on as, as an assistant wrestling coach under uh, Chuck Hoskins, who is probably one of the best high school coaches that I've ever been around. Um, I think that a lot of the way that I coach nowadays um, is, is from him. And one of the other guys that was uh, a, a great help to me and helped me get into uh, to Westfield, uh, Harry Van Trees. Um, those two guys really kind of shaped and molded me as the coach that I, I am and want to be and continue to be. Um, but I joined them and I coached down there for four years. I was an assistant for two years. And then Chuck Hoskins decided that he was going to retire from coaching. And I put my name in the hat and I ended up landing the job. And uh, we were we were really darn successful down there. Um my first year down there, we finished second in the state, runner-up to uh, Robinson High School, who is a perennial powerhouse nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, B- Brian Hazard, I- I'm sure you probably know that name. He's the announcer for all the flow stuff that they yep. have, uh-huh. um, is is the head coach for Robinson High School. So uh, it's kind of cool, that relationship that I, I have with, with Brian. Mm-hmm. And, and all of the wrestling things that he does, you know, it's, uh, it's a good uh, – contact to have no doubt um but um yeah so you know we finished second in the state my first year down there um with chuck and and harry and those guys and uh then we finished third fourth fourth uh while i was down there so i finished fourth as uh as a head coach twice and they do it just like the ncaa's there's no team state it's just you you qualify your guys and how your team performs at the individual tournament is how the uh, team race is decided. So, um, it's, <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> that's a podcast for another. I've always wondered how would it be if we went back to that formula? I know it's probably never, ever going to happen. We're still going to have the dual format, but um, just how many teams would be able to make it like that? Because when you have the individual format to score for team states, you don't have to necessarily build a team. You got to get a handful of really good kids that can right. score for you. Yeah, and you know, like you said, that's that's a discussion for a different time because you could <laughs> we could dwell on this, you know, for a good hour. Um, right. But it's it's definitely interesting, you know, uh, being able to coach in two different states with two different formats. You know, um, there's definitely some tactics and and things that, you know, you would do differently for, you know, coaching in each state. But, uh, um, but no, I, uh, I finished up down there. Uh, it was, it was an awesome, uh, you know, stint down there at Westfield, a lot of fun, uh, had, uh, coached quite a few NHSCA all Americans, had a few state champs, uh, quite a few state qualifiers and placers. Um, 
uh, one of one of the guys that I am, am uh, quite proud of is uh, Jay Aiello. He actually is uh, wrestling at the University of Virginia right now, and he's finishing up his last year uh, this coming season. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to see how he does. But he was a senior national champ uh, down there, and uh, um, he's at Virginia. So yeah, I I finished up down there, and my wife and I we you know we were starting a family, and uh, I wanted to uh, to move back home so we were closer to you know our entire family, mm-hmm. you know the Lansing area, right and. Uh, so it's kind of weird how I got back because I initially wasn't headed to Leslie. I was, uh, headed to Bangor. Okay. And, uh, it was, it, it, it was a, just, it was a job to get me back into the state of Michigan. So we were closer to family, you know, at, at that point when we were moving back, I had, uh, my oldest daughter, um, and then we had just had my middle daughter now, um, she was about six weeks, uh, when we were moving back. Right. So, um, it was just like, let's get in Michigan and then we can decide where we're going to go from there. Right. Um, but like a week before we loaded up the truck and, and, and headed back, I saw a job posted at Leslie. So literally I was driving up here and I'm talking to, you know, to the principal at Leslie and trying to set up an interview and whatnot. So we moved back and before we went to move to Bangor, we stayed with my wife's brother for Hmm. about a month. Right. And I was like, man, this Leslie job's got to work out because, you know, we're going to be much closer to family. I think it's a, you know, a good place to be. Um, not that Bangor wouldn't, wouldn't have been, but just ideally better suited for my family. Right. Um, and, and it did, it worked out and, you know, I landed the job, was, uh, very pleased. And, you know, my first year at Leslie as the, uh, as, as a teacher, I, I began coaching football right away and I coached wrestling at Dansville with Mike Ferrier. Yeah, um, <laughs> Dansville had some hammers. They that that group that team right there was was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. That that was a great group. We had about twelve kids on the team, um, but ten that we would be able to like one hundred percent count on. You know, like grades were taken care of. Right. Uh, it, you know, not injured. You know, things of that nature. Um, you know, the, ten kids, and we lost to Manchester in the regional final um, that year uh with mike and that was that that was a, a fun group that was like clay reagan uh dresden simon uh ethan yeah. corb johnny stid those those type of kids and uh it was it was a good group but then you know a year later todd stern uh retired and i applied for the job and i was able to fortunately uh for myself land that job and right. It's, uh, it's been, it's been a ride for sure. It's been a lot of fun developing a, a team, uh, environment there. Uh, you know, the first thing we did when I got there is we summer camp set that up right away. That's a hundred percent. Like my philosophy on, if you're going to, if you're going to build a team, you got to get those kids together as much as you can and, and go to camp. Mm-hmm. So we went to Olivet college, uh, camp, the first year I was there. Um, and then I just kept doing some research and looking into the camps that I feel are best suited for, for our kids and what it is that we're trying to do. 
and I came across Boudreaux camp. And, mm-hmm. uh, so we, we started going there and I'm telling you that that camp is a game changer, uh, for my program, a hundred percent. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a little plug for RJ there, but, um, <laughs> it, it's, it's helped our program tremendously, you know, and the kids have a great time. It's, it's, uh, you know, they're in a hotel, they're just hanging out, chilling and it's fun. And I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, I've tried to make this thing fun for these kids where, you know, they're, they're developing relationships with the kids they go to school with, but not only that, but kids that they don't go to school with, you know, across the state. And, uh, that's, it's, it's paid dividends. I mean, this, this past year was a wild year that it was, um, we were able to make, make it happen. Uh, we qualified for the, uh, the team state tournament for the first time since 1995. Right. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Like the first dealing with the elephant in the room known as COVID um, this year, I stepped away from coaching and I pretty much became like a listening ear for my coaching buddies that wanted to voice their displeasure with everything going on. Um, Being that soundboard as good friends are, what was it like navigating that? And then being able to get to the pinnacle to me for that, for Leslie to make the state semifinals. So talk a little bit about that. Well, (laughs) It's, uh, you know, with, with COVID being a thing, but for the first thing that I, I said to my team was, you know, we were concerned when the season was initially supposed to start about, you know, our senior group, you know, this is the group that kind of started everything for us and, uh, started writing the ship and getting us in the direction that we wanted to head as a program. Um, and we had a lot of people saying, I don't know if I'm going to wrestle now because it was pushed back and pushed right. back. Um, but I kept having team meetings, Zoom meetings, or like quickly after school, let's get together, uh, let's do some weightlifting, some running, things like that. Just trying to keep the kids in shape and keep them like thinking about wrestling. Um, my message to them was, you know, we had to wear a mask. We had to do the, you know, like th- everyone has to do that. But if we complain about it, then that's one thing that's going to take away from the effectiveness of your training, you know, and if, if you're saying it's hard to breathe, well, you know, people wear those, those face masks all the time for oxygen debt, you know, Mm -hmm. like just think of it that way and think about how much better shape you're going to be in. Right. You know, so I tried to put a positive spin on it from a training standpoint to, uh, you know, and have the kids just kind of stop complaining. And, and I told them, I said, there's not going to be one time where I have my mask down. If we have to have it on, we'll have it on. You know, like, and I, I worked very hard to make sure that I was setting the example needed, uh, for my guys to see, all right, Hey, coach is wearing his mask. You know, I get on the mat, I wrestle with the kids, you know, I go over technique, you know, I'm winded, you know, I'm not in shape like those kids are. Um, but I made it, you know, a point to, to keep my mask up and to make sure that we're doing things the right way. So we can wrestle. You know, not just Leslie, but the whole state. You know, I thought that that was, you know, important for everyone to do their part to actually make it happen. Um, so, you know, then the, you know, Mark Ewell came out and said, hey, yeah, we're going to have a wrestling season. And uh, at that point, you know, we get in the room and kids don't even realize, like, how hard it is to, uh, you know, to wear this mask during practice. So mm-hmm. I brought, you know, we our wrestling room is very small. Yeah. I brought fans in to keep the air circulating, um, to try to keep our kids, you know, um, 
you know, free from creating excuses as to, you know, why I should quit or why, you know, this is going to be stupid, um, you know, and just try to, to please them and give them, you know, more water breaks, you know, the opportunity to switch out their mask if needed. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just tried to work with them and try to create any type of positive spin that to, to keep a minute. So needless to say, Isaiah, we ended up only having 14 kids on our roster this year. Mm-hmm. Um, in the previous four years to that, we were averaging like right around 20 to 22 kids. Right. So we took a big, a big hit. And, uh, but like I said, my, my senior group really stuck together and, uh, that, that group of kids is really what helped carry us, you know, through, but, you know, we, we get in week one and you boy, oh boy, we were off to a rough start. We, we <laughs> lost to Lumen Christie, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and credit to them for taking advantage of, of us and, and the lineup that we presented them. And, you know, we tried to get some matchups and whatnot, but we lost to them. And then we, the next day we wrestled Friday, Saturday of that opening, opening week. Uh, mm-hmm. We got beat by Manchester. And so, you know, my kids always, you know, they're, they're students of the sport. They went ahead saying, man, we got to beat Lumen. And then we got to beat Manchester to even make this work. Like, how's this going to happen? Um, you know, and I just, you know, I'm very persistent. And I just told the kids, we got to stay the course, trust the process and uh, continue to train hard and keep our heads in it. And, right. and we'll, and we'll be fine, you know, but we can't let, you know, COVID deter us from, you know, reaching our goals. And, uh, you know, so we always look back and say, all right, this is the goal. This is what we're after. And that's like pre-practice talk, uh, post-practice talk, you know, stuff like that. Just trying to make sure our kids heads are in the right place. Right. Um, so, you know, we navigated through the season and we didn't have, we didn't have one wrestler test positive for COVID in the regular season, which is to me, that's like, we're doing something right. Right. Um, you know, wearing our masks, doing the right things and, uh, trying to abide by, you know, every rule, you know, put out there for us to, uh, to compete. Um, and then we, you know, we get to, uh, we get to team districts and we have to wrestle, uh, Lumen round one and we end up beating Lumen quite handily. Um, which, you know, avenging that loss was, was a little bit of a relief for, uh, for our kids and our coaching staff. Right. And, and uh, then we ended up wrestling Dansville and, uh, and, and, and then we beat them and we had beaten them earlier in the year and kind of thought, you know, that we'd be able to kind of repeat that. So uh, that worked out for us. And then we, uh, we had wrestled, uh, we had to wrestle Manchester round one of the, uh, of the regional and, you know, as I've previously said in, in, in this podcast here, you know, Manchester's kind of got the best of me in my coaching career in, in Michigan, you know, with, with Dansville, with East Jackson and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we, we went out and all of my kids did what they were supposed to do. Um, you know, winning here, winning there, you know, bumping, bumping kids, moving them around. And, uh, you know, I had a kid, and I, I feel like I gotta, I gotta mention this in in this podcast. I had a kid. Um, he came, he came out his junior year, mm-hmm. and he, I think he only won like seven matches. And then his senior year, he, we get to to the point where we're wrestling Manchester in in the regional, and 
he's won three matches all year and we need him to win. And, uh, and I told, you know, we went over the game plan to wrestle, you know, this kid or the other kid, you know, that we thought we would see. And he followed the game plan perfectly. And he ended up beating this kid from Manchester who was a quality opponent. Um, we beat him. Uh, I think we majored him and that kind of catapulted us to, uh, to winning the duel, you know, and, and, and the cool thing is we wrestle Langsburg in the next duel and he, he's at 171 and we get to that match and I'm like, now we're going to forfeit. This kid's pretty tough. He, uh, he had tested one of our really talented seniors earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I don't like that matchup. So I'm going to put him out against the kid that pinned him in 30 seconds <laughs> at, <laughs> at, at the beginning of the year. Um, just because I think, uh, like stylistically we match up better. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just told him, I said, Hey, I just need your best effort. That's all I need. And, uh, he went out and he beat the kid 12, three, you know, and he won, he won two matches in one night. And because he won that match, we won that duel and the third ever regional title in Leslie wrestling history. (laughs) Wow. Um, and it, it was, it was a total team effort, you know, and, uh, that's kind of what I've been trying to build there at Leslie is just like team, 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 you know, individually is, is all, you know, up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just there to support and enjoy the ride with the individual stuff. But, uh, no, it was, it was, it was great, you know, getting, getting back to, uh, you know, the team state tournament for the first time in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was very re- rewarding. And, uh, so we get to the state tournament and we, we're wrestling Whitmore Prescott and a traditional power from back in our era. Yeah. And you know, my kids, you know, they, you know, they always look up stuff and, you know, cause the internet's, you can find any information you want. And well, I tell them like, stop doing that. Like you guys are just going to hurt yourself just by looking stuff up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I told them, I said, I, I, I think we have a real good shot at winning. And they're like, they're 25 and 0 coach. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that that matters. You know, like we've got guys that we can match up with. And I think as long as we get the matchups, we'll be all right. Um, we lost the flip at, at the, at the state tournament there with, with Whitmore Prescott. So that was kind of um, frustrating. So, you know, right away, one of our games that we were going to play at, at uh, one was the starting weight. So I bumped my 125 up to 30 and they didn't foul. So I was like, well, that's good. And we won. So <laughs> at that point I knew like, all right. And Michigan grappler had even put it in there uh, in the grappler guide. Like it's the first team to 40 points mm-hmm. essentially. Um, you know, so we, you know, we go through the duel and we get up to, uh, to heavyweight. And we are at 30, it's like 38 to like 20 or something like that. I can't vividly remember the score, but, uh, I get to our 189 pounder who we had weigh in at 215 and we bumped him to heavyweight. So, um, he was nervous. He'd probably only wrestled like 10 matches all year. Um, and I just told him, I said, Hey buddy, like, 
you know, we need you. The team needs you. You've put in the work, you know, and, and, uh, he, he looked at me fear in his eyes and says, I got it. (laughs) He went out and, you know, just competed and just got, I mean, he was just, you know, mauling the kid, heavy hands. Um, it, it was, it was really, really fun to watch because you could see the fatigue set in on the young man from Whitmore Prescott because our kid, you know, was just doing what he was trained to do. Um, you know, w- whether it be wearing the mask, just trusting the process, getting in better shape as the, as the season wore on, right. but like all of the things that we preach to the kids, like he was just putting on full display. Mm-hmm. Um, so like as a coach, whether that kid came off the mat winning or losing, like my heart was full because he was just competing and giving his best. Right. And, uh, you know, fortunately for Leslie, uh, he was able to get the fall in the third period with about a minute to go. And, uh, you know, that put us ahead and we were able to win the duel um, because we didn't have a three. Our 12 pounder um, was hurt, tried to wrestle um, and he ended up getting getting pinned. But I mean, he, he had a bum uh, elbow and uh, really wasn't that effective. And then we didn't have a 19 and we bumped our 25. So we forfeited essentially the rest of the way out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were able to, uh, you know, put enough, you know, guys out there to, uh, to get the fall. I mean, really it was just guys going out and pinning guys. Right. Right. And, uh, and that catapulted us to the, to the state semifinals for the first time in, in school history. And, uh, that's where we matched up with, uh, with Clinton and, uh, you know, you know how that goes. Uh, they they are tough, well coached, and uh, got a lot of last studs in that lineup. Oh yeah, and you know I just told my kids, you know, enjoy this moment. You know, you're gonna look back on this and 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 be extremely proud of yourselves, and and uh, just enjoy it. You know, get out there and compete, give your best, and uh, you know, you know, credit to Clinton. You know, they're a fantastic team. You know, like you said, well coached. Um, you know, but I I really truly respect that. Uh, that coaching staff at Clinton. Uh, Cause right after we had won that duel at Whitmore Prescott on the other side of the mat, Casey Randolph is standing at the other side. And uh, it kind of gives me goosebumps thinking about that because he was so proud. I think of, of me and my coaching staff uh, for doing what we did uh, with the, with the lineup and, and the kids that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pumping his fist and just, you know, came over, gave me a big hug and told me, you know, Hey, congratulations. And uh you know, we'll see you guys here a little bit, uh, a little while this afternoon. And, uh, you know, that just, you know, just goes to show the the type of program that they are. And, and, uh, you know, I was, you know, gracious in defeat, no doubt, but, uh, you know, very, very excited for, for Clinton and the things that they're doing, because, you know, there's no secret to success. It's just hard work. Yeah. And they're certainly putting in that hard work, but, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely, uh, heading in the right direction at Leslie and, uh, you know, super proud of my guys. And, you know, we've, we've got some big shoes to fill as we lose quite a few seniors, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm never, you know, not up for a challenge. So. Well, a couple of things as, as we go to wrap up the podcast, I was just thinking about, um, some of the connections with Leslie. Um, Kurt Thomas was a, uh, 60, 71 pounder, uh, multi-state place for him. And we used to work out together at Larry Powell's house. Um, dark hair. I just remember just being super strong. And then Nick Atwood uh, did a lot of my freestyle matches as an official. Uh, so Leslie, small world there. 
Yeah. Then, uh, we talked a little bit in the beginning before the podcast about how families interact with each other, like how we become this big family. I was talking about how your mom, whenever she would see me, would come up and give me a big hug and ask me how I'm doing. So I kind of became a Cerberus for that moment of time, you know, and I think it's the same thing with my mom. If she were to see you or any of my wrestling buddies and how we, it, there's no other sport where you're going to have a competitor's parent like have that gravitate and that love for you and really want to see you do well. Like I, I, you just don't see that in the other sports like football or basketball. I just, I guess that's just me just thinking outside the box. I've never seen it personally. Yeah, no, I, you know, and I think that that's part of the draw to to the sport for for a lot of people. You know, um, you 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 get that sense of belonging and that sense of community and and the love you know that you feel and and get from other people. You know, not and not just the people you compete with, but their families. You know, you know, like your your mom, you know, my mom, and 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 things of that nature that just kind of put their arm around, you know, the, the, uh, the opponent and, and made them their own. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that that just goes to show that, you know, uh, you know, number one, the respect and, uh, just the, uh, the type of people that are in the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. So well said, well, my last question for you is, um, advice guidance for those younger coaches that are looking to get their skin in the game and be part of, uh, to be a head coach of the, varsity level like what are some things that you would some advice you would give to them you know write things down um you know create a plan and you know just make sure that you're documenting stuff and you know i write down my practice plans every day type them up and you know i always try to go into practice with a plan is the plan going to be perfect every time absolutely not and sometimes you're going to deviate from that um, and, and that's okay. But, uh, you know, I try to take down notes and, uh, how practice went. I talk to my coaches, um, and, and just know, like, if you're a first year coach, you, you, you don't have all the answers. You don't know everything. Um, and some of your kids might know, you know, a little more than you and, 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 and that's okay. You know, you just got to be open-minded, willing to learn and continue to be uh, a student of the sport. And, uh, you know, I think for me, the biggest thing is, is journaling and writing things down and reflecting back on my, on my year, my practices. Um, you know, I like to compile all of the things that I've taught and, and get some type of data to see what areas I'm spending maybe too much time on, not enough. Um, and I know that might be a little over the top, but, uh, those are some things that I, I know have really helped me, you know, along the way. And, uh, I didn't always do that. You know, I started doing that when I, uh, when I started coaching out East and, uh, I didn't really have a mentor, so to speak when I was at East Jackson, but, uh, that's the, that's the second thing that I would, you know, highly suggest is that you find somebody that you can lean on, that you can talk to and call up whenever and, and, and talk to them and share your frustrations, your, your joys, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, but having someone to talk to and throw ideas off of is definitely, um, another plus. So, you know, I wouldn't want to give them too much <laughs> right away, but I would, I would focus on, on, on those couple of things and, uh, just building the relationships with your kids. Cause I think once they, they trust you and they, uh, trust the process that you're presenting to, to the team and the program. Um, I think great things can happen, you know, uh, and that's, that's, you know, all I got for you. <laughs> well thank you well said 
Tuck. I appreciate the the twenty plus years of friendship, and I was one of those when I read that you guys had had won your team regional or going team states. I was so happy for you because it's always nice to see good guys like yourself that are selfless and giving so much back to the wrestling community and to your and to your athletes. And as a teacher too, uh, it's just great because you're able to affect those kids on a daily basis. So I just really appreciate everything you've done. And good luck to you for next year, and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer vacation. Yeah, hey, enjoy yours as well as it just gets underway here soon. Hey, I got one more day. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, you'll get through it. You're, you're a teacher. We always do. Yeah, yes, yes, we do. Especially a year like this. So, right, right no doubt. You, you take care. Thank you so much. Yep, sounds good, Isaiah. We'll, we'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.